Good evening. Let us get started. Today we are learning Masecha Sota Daf Yudches. Wonderful to be back in person with you. Uh, we are starting five lines down on Daf Yudches Amad Aleph, and today we're going to be getting into the Sugya of Lishma. What aspects of the Sota process need to be done Lishma? We know, of course, that there's the writing of the Megillah, there's the Mechika of the Megillah, there's the drinking of the Mesota, and the Gemara is now going to get into a, a quick a set of questions that, that discusses this issue. Yud Chesam Aleph, five, six lines down. Let's say that there were two Megillos, and each of them were written properly, one for woman number one, and one for woman number two. But, but when they were doing the Mechika, when they were actually like erasing the names, so instead of each going into their own cup, they each went into one larger container. So now the Mesota for woman number one and woman number two are mixed. The Ksiva was Lishma, but the Mechika was done in a way where it's all garbled up. So the Gemara says, Do we say that all we require in regards to Lishma is that the Ksiva be done properly? And it was, because one was written for woman number one and one was written for woman number two. And therefore, all is fine and good. Oh, or perhaps Dilma, and because we may also need Mechika Lishma, we therefore can't have this resulting mixed drink. It needs to be cup number one for woman number one and cup number two for woman number two. And even if you want to say that we need both the ksiva and the mechika, the writing and the erasing of Hashem's name for the Megillah Sota, that they both need to be lishma, what happens if machkan bebeis kosos? Let's assume that we did it right. It was written lishma and it was nimchak lishma and they were even put into their own cups. Cup number one is perfectly for woman number one. Cup number two is perfectly for woman number two. But then the Chazar Irvan, and then somebody wasn't paying attention and they mixed up the two cups. Well, what's the Chakira? Mahu, do we say No, everything was done right. The resulting drink is mixed, granted. But the steps that were done to get to that point were fine. The Ksiva was Lishma and the Mechika was Lishma, but some guy wasn't paying attention and he mixed up the two cups of, uh, of woman number one and woman number two, the two cups for the Mesota. Odil Maha, do we say that the Mechika was done Lishma and therefore we're fine? Odil more, perhaps, third of the way down, here, if I, if I have this mixture of two cups worth and it's all in one cup and woman number one takes her sip and woman number two takes that, who says the particles that you're drinking are yours? The Mechika is yours. Do we need it to be so fine-tuned that really the molecules, again, that wouldn't be the Lushan of the Gemara, but the molecules that you're drinking have to actually be yours? Or no, do we say that the, as long as there's Siva and Mechika Lishma, we're good to go? And continues the Gemara, even if you want to say that that it's a problem that neither of them has their own distinct drink, fine. What if we then split it up again? So let's, let's get the case super clear. There are two Sotos. Woman number one has the Megillah, the Megillah written and then Nimchak into her own cup. Woman number two has the same thing. The Megillah is written Lishma and Nimchak into her own cup. Someone mixed up the two cups. And then they poured them back out into the respective cups. So what do we say? Do we say, Yesh Brera, O Ein Brera? Do we say that we're going to basically assume that when we redistribute the mixed two cups into their own individual cups, that woman number one gets her cup back and woman number two gets her cup back? Yesh Brera or O Ein Brera, Yes or no, and to all of this we say teku. Now, what's fundamental? 
Go ahead. You're about to answer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I was going to say something. No, no, no. Correct. Okay. So yeah, you were very close. So I was going to say what I, what I was planning on saying is that the the teku component over here is on whether or not there's a din of lishma by mechika. If we had the answer to that question, we could solve right. many of the other questions. There's no question about the ksiva. The only real question is about the mechika, and all of the other questions snowball from our lack of knowledge about the mechika. That's answer number one. Answer number two is more specific to you, David, is that this is not brera like we see throughout Shas. This is simply a question of, does this count for you and does it not count for you? Um, and Rabbi Resnick actually called that out. He said, this is not typical brera. And therefore, the brera, the, the, the teku could be on here as well. Either way, we don't know, and this is such an odd thing not to know. We're usually good about knowing lishma. We, we, we have like psukim and chomash that we say is this is lishma. We don't know if there's a din of lishma by mechika. Now, mechika is a destructive component. I understand the ksiva, you're writing this because you normally when you erase something, like you're erasing your homework, whatever, like yeah, that's not the ikr. But here it's mamish, like a, a critical piece of what we're doing to get out of the sota scenario that we're in. We don't know the answer to the question. Okay. Next, boy Rava. Rava continues his questions without answers. Hashaka b'siv mahu b'shvoferes mahu. What if she drinks out of different types of straws? Says the Gemara. Is that derech shesiyah bekach? It's normal to drink this way, or oh, ain derech shesiyah bekach? What's the best example of this? Leben on Pesach. Do you stab it with a straw and drink it? Is that how you drink leben? Do you drink leben? No. Okay. So my kids stab it with a straw and they drink the leben that way. Adults. I presume, open the top and eat it with a spoon or don't eat leaven. Mark, come on. I don't know what happened in Encore. People have leaven in America. <laughs> I didn't have any leaven. I didn't have any leaven. Yeah, no, that's a, it's a kid's food. So here the Gemara is saying by Mesota, is that a typical way for a person to drink? Because it needs to be that she's drinking the Mesota. No idea. So I, I would ask, and I'm not making I'm not making a hakira. I would ask, is it is it as specific a din of the drinking by the sota, which is probably not true by the dog? What what the no just in no kick it back. I'm saying it's a little more difficult than a straw. Yeah. Thank you for the sound effects, though. That's fantastic. I miss you guys so much. So that also, we don't know. The Gemara says, take it. We don't know if that's considered a normal form of drinking. There's a lot of unknowns here by Soto. We really, we, we're just missing a lot of information. And do we even say that the method by which she drinks, let's say Ledugma, a person has a GJ tube, they get fed directly into their stomach does it have to be garon or does it have to be beten yeah there's hundreds of questions that, that, correct correct that was implied in the gemara earlier because the gemara says that it was out of order when it said yerech before beten but the reason it said beten before yerech is because that's the way that we drink so that's a riot to your point that's mutter but that's because there's an iser of hanas garon there's an iser of achila mamish so you're saying that that's not called shasia that's a good ryan yeah i my hunch is that it would be a zero i'm just guessing and by the way we're all we're also looking for a miraculous result here that the mesota will do what it's supposed to do so like 
I don't, I don't want to sound like it's magic, but there's, there's a set of rules by, by which the Mesota will work. Right. But if she, if she, if she takes a bath in Mesota, like it doesn't work. There's a method to the matter. So is a straw too far removed from the Shasia or not? We don't know. Next, halfway down. This is a bad cup to tip over at the table. When I was growing up, we always had a competition of who would fill, uh, who would spill the first cup of the Dalakosos on Pesach. And it was the same cousin every single year who would spill the first cup. My first cousin from New York, I'm not going to say who it was, but all the time. So the Gemara here is saying, what if, you, what if you spill a little bit and you catch it on the way down? Some of it spills out, but you keep some in the cup. So what happens? Now you're missing some of the mesota. You're missing some of the mechikas Hashem, says the Gemara. Do we say that that's worthwhile or not? Take it, we don't know. Shifting gear slightly, halfway down. We know that the psukim by uh, Sota, have, they have beis shvuos. There's two times that it says that we, we make her promise. Why does it say that there are two different languages of shvua by the Sota? And the Gemara gives uh, in the name of Reb Zera, One is a shvua for before she uh, before they do the mechika on her behalf, and one is after. So Maskifla Rava, Rava, this is like his personality throughout Shas. I called this out a couple of weeks ago between Abai and Rava. Abai always was quick to change text of the Brisa, and Rava said, "Look at what's in front of you." Here he's doing the same thing again. But he's doing it with the Psukim and Chumash. What does Rava argue back to Rabzera? That's not the flow of the Psukim. If you look in Chumash, the double language of Shvua for her is before the Psukim say that we're Mochek Shem Hashem. So therefore, Rava pivots and gives a very practical text based answer. One is a Shvua that doesn't have an Allah, the consequence, the curse with it, and the other one does. What is considered to be a shvua that a person makes that does have the curse built in? So it says the Gemara, six lines from the bottom on Yurches Aleph, Amar of Amram, Amar Rav. Here's the language of the shvua where it has an Allah, where it has a built in curse. You have to make a promise that you, you did not sleep with that man. That if you did, you are going to have this mesota affect you. So what do we see here? Two components. We have a shvua that she's making that she was shalonitme, she didn't sleep with this man. And also the Allah that if she did, she would in fact get, uh, get the effects of the mesota. Uh, that doesn't work. That language is, an, uh, is not a good language. And this is what the Gemara we're about to see requires comparative analysis of two very subtle languages. Here's language number one, where we say, make a promise that you didn't sleep with him, followed by, if you did, you'll get a consequence. Rava says, no no dice. The Allah lechuda kaima, and shua lechuda kaima. Those two phrases are split. The first one is, make me a shua, that you did not do what you what you were supposed to have done. And number two is, they're two distinct comments. They're not, one shvua with a curse in it. So therefore, Elo Amar Rava, he says, the language has to be more blended. Here it doesn't say that you did anything wrong. Uh, make me a promise that if you're tmeya, you get a punishment. Not make me a promise that you're not tmeya. And if you are tmeya, you're going to get him. Not like that. It's more, it's a little bit smoother, a little bit more blended without articulating the fact that she said that she didn't do anything. Ravashi doesn't like this. I'm Ravashi. Allah, 
Right? But here, there's no shua about what she didn't do. That's missing from the language as well. Therefore, this Gemara concludes with the following language, what is the way that we can formulate a promise that has a shua built in? Very similar to Rav Amram's phraseology above, but the Gemara basically here is saying that this is the right way this is the right way to blend them. That if <coughs> that we're going to say her shua looks like this, make a promise that you are not nitmes, and not because no, they're not shaim like like Rabbi said, but vim. And if that was true, then just by the way, it will become tmeim. That's what the Gemara says, and we conclude the sugya understanding as to why we have these two shvuos. That brings us to a new Gemara. Almahi omeres amen amen. She has to say amen amen that she is in agreement that these. Uh, that these uh, shavuos are in force, that they're actually <coughs> that they're actually in play. So, what are her amens representing? The Gemara says, "Amen al ha'Allah," and "Amen al She's saying "Amen" that she understands what the curses will be, what the consequences will be, and as well, "Amen al that she agrees that she's saying "Amen" that she didn't do anything wrong. Right. This is a lot of buildup for, for one episode. We're, we're really, and we've said this in the Gemara already, it was a chesed that we're pushing her like this because we don't want her to die and we don't want her to have a din any more chamer than she should than she deserves. If she's innocent, we force her to drink it. Otherwise, we've got to... If she, she agrees and admits that she did, you kill her, I mean. So she'll, great question. If she says that she did the crime, that she slept with the person she shouldn't have slept with, so then she's not a sota anymore and she would not drink the mesota. But whatever punishment she deserves for sleeping with that man, she gets straight for whatever it is. Yes. But it's just not the Mesota. In, in, oh, so the, 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 the mitzvah that we have here of a Sota is that we have a special formula where if she drinks the Mesota under a certain set of circumstances, the Mesota is miraculous. But it won't even work if she admits guilt. It only works if she doesn't admit guilt. What is the worst getting burned? That's a good question. That's for, that's for heaven. I have no idea. That's for Shammai. The difference between... What? The what? The what? Oh, that's true. That's true. It's her, it's her own admit. It's her own admittance in this case. That's true. But the case of Sota, we debated how many Aden were required for Kinu and Stira in the Mishnah. So there might be two Aden here. For sure. So I don't know that she wouldn't get capital punishment. We discussed the case if Ede Tuma even existed in the world. Right. The short answer to your question, whatever punishment she gets, if she admits, is that the Sota waters won't work. The miraculous aspects of the Sota waters won't work if she admits that she slept with this man. Okay. Yeah, that was the starting Mishnah. Okay, so then the Gemara says that that's, that's her first admittance. When she says, Amen, she's saying, I know there's a curse. She's also saying, I know that there's a Shavuot. We're also rolling into this, and the Rishonim here point out that this is what's called Gilgul Shvuah. That if we don't have a strong enough reason for her to make a Shvuah on X, if she's already making a Shvuah on Y, we throw in X. So here the Gemara says she's saying her Amen, she's doing the Shvuah as per the Chumash, whatever the, whatever the requirements are on Chumash. And then we add in the following, Amen Mi'ish Zeh and Amen Mi'ish Acher. 
now this has nothing to do with sota but once she's making a shua we throw everything in the kitchen saying everywhere we're done we're not like we're putting everything on the table she's saying i didn't sleep with the guy that you said not to have steer with and i didn't sleep with anybody else either i'm also telling you that i didn't stray when i was engaged to you halachic engagement or in erosin and also in the and i never did anything wrong and here's a throwback and we're going to be discussing yuvama, yuvama a little bit today what about a case where a woman is a shomeris yavam, the shomeris yavam, the knusa, when I was awaiting marrying, uh, let's say, again, let's take our case, Ruvain is married to Rachel, and uh, Rachel, and Ruvain dies, and Rachel has no children, but Rachel does have a brother-in-law, Ruvain's brother is Shimon, so Rachel is supposed to marry Shimon. So when, if, let's say in this phase, when she's a shomeris yavam, she gets brought to Bezdin as a sota. So then what does the Gemara say? The shomeris yavam, when I was, meaning I'm awaiting marriage to my Yavam. Uh, she was, Rachel was about to marry, Rachel was about to marry Shimon, and she says, I did nothing wrong then. And as well, the Knusa, I also did not, nothing wrong after I was married to you. That what? No, we're, we're talking about... Um, Hold on one second. Are we talking about her infidelity with husband number one or while she was a Shomeris Yavam? Because yeah, this is a... If, she, if it's with marriage number one and there's a suffix about what she did with her first husband, with Ruvain, she's, there's no Yibo. There's no Yibo. It's all husband number one. Isn't the idea that there was no Yibo? It's just she. Shomeris Yavam mitzape umamtenasi. She is saying that, but what stands asking another? It stands asking about. She says, "Why she's now married, right?" Oh, she's not married now. She's a Shomeris Yavam. No, no. When she takes the shul, she says, "Including the time that I was." Oh, she's looking in the past. Right, it's just the kitchen sink. Oh, that's true. She's currently married. She's married. She's married to Shimon now. She's married to Shimon. Shimon is. Thank you. Shimon is concerned about this. You know, today the neighbor, right? So he brings her to Bezdin, and she is. She's rattling off her past. I got confused. The Gemara is going to discuss later what happens if in previous marriages. Yeah. So what if she but if she was a Shomeris Yavam, then the Yibum falls apart. There's no right, Yibum. There's no, no relevance to In other words, the whole act of Sota needs to be Kinnusir. Would that that part of that part of the What is what relevance is this? No, I think it's the idea of Kinnusir. None of these were cases that she was warned about, but now that she's got to stand in front of Basin, in front of the Kohanim. Stan is saying the case shouldn't even be brought in the Mishnah because uh, the case of Shomeris Yavam, who did something wrong. Well, it's a zero. Well, it's the same as a Russo, like you said before. No, but there's a there's a there's a complete invalidation of a Yavama in a case of Yavama if there's any. Agree. Yeah. But she's now a regular married woman to to Shimon, Shimon yeah. right? Look back, all the way back, you know, an Arusa from Ruvain or what happens to Shemir's Yavam to you from Shimon. The whole, the whole purpose. We're actually going to see it in the Gemara. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm asking her to declare her 
innocence. Yeah. So she said that she was. He is declaring, I am. I'm not saying if she's not. She's saying, I'm not. Bale Atosvos here write that she is halachically equivalent. A Shomer Siavim is equivalent to an Arusa Shizinso. I hear your question. I hear your question. I hear your question. The Gemara does speak about this sugya, which we're going to jump into a little bit more. Not today, but something before. Right. But it would ruin her marriage with Shimon if she said that when she, yeah. Correct. It could be the Gilgal, just broadly Gilgal kitchen sink stuff. Could be, but I'm not sure. We're not assuming that she's going to. We're hoping she will. And once we have the scenario where she's making even one neder, one shvua, we're going to make her make shvuas about everything. What do you mean? Which man? The man that she was in, that she slept with? Got to look at the scenario. And this we were talking before, there are Adim that saw it. I got to figure all that out. All right. So the Mishnah continues at Shomer Siavim, the Knusa, and Amen Shaloni Tmesi, the Imni Tmesi. Then she's also saying, I'm making a shavua that I did not do anything wrong. And if I did, I know what's coming. Now listen to Rav Meir in the Mishnah. This is a crazy shita. Rav Meir Omer, that Sota is one-stop shopping. Once the woman is brought to Bezdin and, and she says, Amen Shaloni Tmesi and Amen Shalo Etame. Down the road. What does that mean? So today on January 1st, she's a Sota. She's at the, the gates of Nicanor and she's doing her Sota thing. And she says, Amen. Not only was I not Tmei in the past, but if I'm ever Tmei in the future, the Me Sota will have an effect then. One-stop shopping. <laughs> Which also is mashma later in the Gemara because there's a machlokas of one woman can go back to be Sota ever twice. Or Mayor would say there's no need, at least not with this guy, <laughs> because with this guy, the, the, it's in her blood now, and it's like a, you know, like you know, like in the injections for COVID, they put the microchips, in. it's perfect. This is a perfect scenario, you know, it's great. So then the Gemara says that's what Rameir Sheet is very mechudash. We have to figure out how that works. The Gemara will bring another brayshet to explain. Three lines down on Yerchesim and Beis, I call Shav, and everyone agrees. Shein Masneima that you cannot make any conditions with her, which is code word for you cannot even talk about whether or not she slept with this person that it factors into the amen, so the shuas, they don't apply lo al kodem shetis ares, if she slept with someone before she was engaged, or below achar shetis garish, or after she's been divorced. Now, granted, it may not be mutter for her to sleep with someone at that time, and it's not mutter for her to sleep with someone at that time, but if she does, that can't be included in the shuah. It's out of bounds, right? There's, an, there's a lower and upper limit to the intimacy, and the Gemara explains it like this. The Mishnah says, Let's say in between marriages, she slept with someone. That doesn't count as part of the Shavuot. And the Mishnah lays down the law. Any intimacy where a woman sleeps with a man, and that intimacy will not lead to an issue between the two of them. That's not the type of intimacy that can be part of the amains of the shvua that a sota makes. So therefore, if she's before she's married, let's say she gets married at 21 and she sleeps with someone at the age of 20, usher, many times over, different isurim, but it's not going to be this, this sota, shvua, baby in the bathwater, oh, I make a shvua that I never slept with a man. That's not the shvua you have to make. 
that's not what we're talking about. Only arusa and knusa, only once you're engaged and once you're married. And if you're divorced, again, it's not mutter to sleep with someone when you're single, but if you do, that doesn't get thrown back at you later in regards to sota status. Says the Gemara, Amar of Hamnuna, Shomeras Yavam Shizinsa Surli Avama. If a woman who is awaiting marriage to her Yavam, her brother in law, so again, Ruvain died, Rachel has no children, Rachel's about to marry Shimon. During that waiting time after Ruvain's death and before her marriage to Shimon, Shomeras Yavam Shizinsa Surli Avama. If during that time, Ruvain died on January 1st, she was supposed to get married on March 1st, and she slept with someone on February 1st. So the din is she's not allowed to marry Shimon anymore. The, the Yibum is gone. This has nothing to do with Sota yet. Not yet. Not yet. But it will in a minute, and your question will resurface. But this, we actually learned this Gemara in Yavamos. This Gemara came up a couple of times there, and in a vacuum, it stands true. There's nothing to do with Sota. Yeah. Makes complete sense. Yeah. It makes complete sense. Uh, yeah, it does. So then the Gemara says, Mimai, what is the Mari Makom that supports this idea that if a Shomeris Yavam sleeps with someone outside of Shimon, that the Yibum is off? Our Mishnah. Because what is our Mishnah, right? Shomeris Yavam the Knusa. That a woman who is a Shomeris Yavam, she's awaiting marriage to Shimon and a Knusa once she's already married to Shimon, and then she's brought in as a Sota. Under all of those circumstances, we said in our Mishnah that that is all looped in, that's all included in the Shuvah. Now, if you want to say that Rav Hamnuna is right, and really, if, they, if the Shomer Siavam sleeps with someone before she marries Shimon, that she's going to be Asura to Shimon, then I can understand why she's looped into the to the to the shvuz. But if you say, not like Rav Hamnuna, if you say that a Shomeris Yavam Shizinsa is not a surah to the Yavama, then Hechi Masne Bahadad, then how does our Mishnah work? But it's not. Our Mishnah taught us a rule. It must therefore be, says Rav Hamnuna, that the din is that Shomeris Yavam Shizinsa is a surah Yavama, and the Raya is from our Mishnah. Because otherwise, our Mishnah. Makes no sense. How could you say that in our case that he's making a shvua on a tashmash amita that wouldn't otherwise be usher? It has to be that it causes isser between her and the person that she's supposed to marry. So therefore, it must be that Rav Hamnuna is right. So Amri, the Gemara says, Amri b'ma'arava, Rav Hamnuna was in Bavel. In Ma'arava, in Eretz Yisrael, you know sometimes you hear from the other base managers and you're like, there's no way they're right. So in Eretz Yisrael, they said, that's not shot in the Mishnah. You misunderstood. Lays hilchasa ki Rav Hamnuna. The halacha is not like Rav Hamnuna. The toast was over here. Di Ramaskal Amri b'Ma'arava said, where it says lays hilchasa ki Rav Hamnuna. It's fascinating. Look four lines into that toast. Was afal gab de pasik. Even though we have in our Gemara lays hilchasa ki Rav Hamnuna hilchasa kavase. <laughs> the halacha is taka like him. So what's happening in our Gemara? Our Gemara is not rejecting the din of Rav Hamnuna. It's rejecting the raya of Rav Hamnuna. It's saying that our Mishnah is not the source for Rav Hanuna. We agree, but it's not from our Mishnah. The Gemara says, uh, it's not, and I'm just going to retranslate according to the understanding of those. The, the Mari Makom is wrong. Who is that talking about in our Mishnah? Stand this, maybe answer your question. Rabbi Akiva, he. To Omar, Ein Kiddushin Tovsin Lavin. 
there is no kiddushin when there is a chayve lavin. Namely, once she sleeps with someone, Yavama Shezinsa, so now there's an iser lav for her to marry Shimon. And says the Gemara, kiddushin is not tofes. It's not that she's asura be'etzem, it's that the kiddushin is not cha. That's what he says is pshat in our Mishnah. And we treat her, even though it's only, quote unquote, only an iser lav, but still, we treat her, we treat her like an Erba. So your Mari Makam is wrong. The din is the same, but the Mari Makam is wrong. Next. Boy Rebbe Yirmiya. Rebbe Yirmiya says just about halfway down on Yud Chesim base, heading to the end of the parak. Mahu she adam al nisuin harishonim, al achiv mahu. What about a case scenario where a person is... Um, asking back on the first marriage to this woman, married, got divorced, got married. And he says, well, yeah, well, when we were married the first time, we went through Kinui and Stira with the, with the neighbor, right? Or, Shimon says, but you, Rachel, when you were married to my brother, there was Kinui and Stira. What about those cases? Toshma says the Gemara, I have a raya for you. And our raya is found in our Mishnah, Zaklal. Any Tashmashamita that would have caused Isser between the two parties, that is eligible for Shavuot material. That means that there could be a problem. Therefore, if the Yavam, if Shimon finds out after they were married that she did something with someone else while she was married to Ruvain, there is no Yibum. And their whole marriage is a sham. And therefore, that is included in the, uh, in the Nether. Let's talk about Rav Meir's very mechudoshtin. Rav Meir said the Amen was not only Shaloni uh, Tmesi, but Shalom that I will not become Tmei in the future. Says the Gemara, two thirds of the way down, Tanya, the Brisa writes, Lo It's not a crystal ball where today is January 1st and the woman is sitting there drinking the Mesota. And Binivu HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows that on February 1st, she's going to do something wrong. Therefore, today she's going to blow up. No, that's not Pshat. That's not what it means. And Shim Titma, that's not correct. Ella, Lichashetitma, Mayim Osa, Osa. It's on February 1st. So again, as mentioned, when she ingests the Mesota, it's one-stop shopping. And the husband never has to worry about his wife cheating ever again. If he comes home one day and his wife has exploded, he knows what happened. And if she's still there intact, he knows that she's been Yashar. He knows. So Rav Meir's understanding of the Psukim is that the nature of the May, the Mesota is forever for that woman. Boy Ravashi, what about asking about a marriage later? What does this mean? Do we say Nothing's happened yet. Sometimes a husband can get divorced and get remarried. The Gemara says, same raya as before. Toshma, we have our Mishnah. Says the Gemara, you cannot have a case of Isser where a woman was intimate with someone outside of typical marriage. Again, sleeping with someone when she singles us for its own reasons, but it doesn't it doesn't get looped into the whole uh, Sota promise. It says the Gemara, what did we say in our Mishnah? We had said, Nistara le'echad v'nitmei that she slept with someone, and then afterwards the husband 
um, remarried her, but but had they already gotten back together and then she was so that means that if she drank the mesota with husband number one, while she was married and then there was a divorce and a remarriage, mesota still works. The scope. Okay, let's get into some psukim. The Gemara says, based on the psukim, zos taras these are the halachos of the kenos, of the, of the jealous one. This is not like Reb Meir. <laughs> Reb Meir seems to say one-stop shopping. And in this b'risa, we're going to see three shitas. Shita number one is the Tanakama, where we see that a woman can drink and re-drink. She can be called to task multiple times on sota. Reb Yehuda Omer, no. What? We're going to get into all of those details right now. Exactly right. Is it one? Uh, is it one woman with two different men? Is it one woman with the same man multiple times? Is it talking about first marriage or second marriage for the woman? So those iterations, those three iterations, are now going to be debated in the Gemara up to the end of the paragraph. So the Gemara says that Rabbi Huda holds this father. Rabbi Huda disagrees with the Tanakhama. Omar Zos Shein Haisha Shosa No, a woman is not able to drink mesota and then be brought to task again and drink mesota again. And Omar Rabbi Huda, he has a raya. Maisa, there was a story. He dug some pits for Klal Yisrael. Was a, he was therefore called accordingly. So Nechunya said, Isha is Shosa Yes, there is a time when a woman does this. However, the and that's only true if husband number one called her to task and she was a mesota, then she got divorced, and then husband number two took her to task and then she had to drink the mesota again. Maskin. But with one husband, a woman cannot be brought to task multiple times. And then the third Gita, five lines from the bottom. That sounds a lot like the Reb Meir that we saw earlier, that there is no such thing as a woman drinking uh, mesota twice. I, Vitanakama, you seem so comfortable saying that it's Moshosa uh, that she can drink twice. But if that's true, Vitanakama Nami, Haksiv Zos. What about the Pasuk that says Zos? So says the Gemara. That's question number one. And Virabon on Basrai, the last sheet on the Bryce of the Chachamim, who seem to say that she never ever drinks. Virabon on Basrai Nami, Haksiv Toras. We have two words here that need explaining. We understand a little bit how Rabbi Yehuda threaded the needle. What we don't understand is your two shitas. So then the Gemara says, Oh, my Rabbah, this is a, a, a synopsis, a really great way to, to clarify what's going on in our Gemara. When we're talking about one husband, let's say Ruvain and Rachel. So when we're talking about Ruvain and when we're talking about Rachel and Rachel, um, constantly has an attraction to another guy. So then, everyone agrees that that woman is never called to task twice in the same marriage for the same Yetzirah. Okay? So that's what the Gemara says, top of your testament, because the Pasuk says this. And everyone also agrees on the other side of the bell curve. Everyone agrees there too, that if you have a case scenario where Rachel was married to Shimon and she was tempted by Chaim, and then Rachel was married to uh, Shmuel and was tempted by Esau. In all of those cases, everyone agrees there too, that she can be Shosevashonah, for sure. Where is this three-way machlokas? And what is this three-way machlokas? The Gemara says as follows. Three lines down. Keep fligi, ish echad where we're talking about the same chayim that she's that she's attracted to, who she's not supposed to be with. 
but Ushnei Bo, uh, sorry, Kipligi Bi'ish Echad, one husband, Ushnei Boalin, and she's attracted to two different men, let's say Esau uh, and Yishmael, right? Oh, they have to be Jews, but yeah. And Bishnei Anoshim, or uh, it's two husbands, Uboal Echad, she's married first to Ruvain, and then she's married to Shimon, and she's constantly attracted to the same person. And here is the Machlokas. Tanakama Savar, the initial opinion of the Tanakama that we saw at the Tanura Banan, where he held that the woman Kimishosavishone, he says that the word Toras is Liribuye Kulhi, that all of the cases are included, and Zos is only to exclude one case, Lemute, Ish Echad, Uvoel Echad, that in such a case that there is no Shosavishone. The only time the Tanakama would say that there's no repeating of uh, drinking of the Mesota is if. She's married to Ruvain and is constantly attracted to Shimon. Any other version is going to be eligible for repetition for Sota. The Chachamim in our Mishnah, who seem to be pretty loose about the whole thing, that seemingly she can be called to task, uh, that she, she'll never be called to task twice. So what do they do? Sabre, they hold Zos the Kuli. That excludes everybody. She never needs to drink again. And Toras, the Ribuye Shnei And there is only one case. The perfect storm of two husbands and two tempted and two two men that she's attracted to, then we would say that there is uh, that there's two mesotas, but nothing in between. And Rabbi Huda, he lives in the middle. Rabbi Huda holds as follows: Zos the Meute Tarte and Toras the Rabos Tarte. The pasuk of Zos teaches us to exclude two cases, and the word Toras includes two. Zos the Meute Tarte. What are the two cases that are removed? That's Ish Echad Uvoel Echad. That there he would for sure agree that there is no Shosev Shone, and as well Ish Echad Ushnei If there's one man and she's tempted by two other men, in those cases he says for sure not, for sure not. And Toras, the word Toras is Leribuye to teach us the following. To teach us Tarte, two cases, that in such a case, there is Shosavishone, and that of course, there's also Shosavishone. So big machlokas, but only in a case of Ishechad and Shnei Anashim Uvoel Echad. We'll stop right here. Hadran Allah, and maybe Baruch Hashem, we finish another parak. You're welcome to come back to this daf in seven and a half years, wishing you all a beautiful night. Okay, folks.